Hey, Sound Life Church family, this is Pastor Jeanette and Pastor Caleb here to discuss Sunday's sermon. Pastor Susie's out this week, so I get to have the opportunity to talk through Sunday's sermon with Pastor Caleb. It was a great message. It was an awesome Father's Day message talking about what it means to be an awesome dad. <laughs> and man, right? Yes. men are awesome. Men are awesome. Something we need to celebrate in our culture today. Absolutely. You did a great job communicating that. And one of the main things that you talked about was um, that, you know, we're part of God's family, that we um, have the DNA of Jesus in us. And I just wanted to ask you, how do you, how do we have relationships that are deeper than DNA? Yeah. Well, and we need to figure that out because the word says that we have, says we have the mind of Christ. It says mm. we have the spirit of God that, that comes up in us to help us relate to him as a daddy father, mm -hmm. right? So it mm -hmm. doesn't always come naturally at first because yep. we've had imperfect relationships. Yep. We've had imperfect dads, yep. but the mind of Christ, the spirit of the father mm -hmm. teaches us like adopted kids, like mm -hmm. what is the culture of this new family? And then we're responsible to express that culture in the way we relate to our fellow human beings, mm -hmm. who, no matter who they are. Yeah. Um, and so the beauty of that is that when we wrap our heads around how much God loves us and we start to see the world through Jesus's eyes um, and get that mind of Christ, <clears throat> that we can love people in some ways deeper than we ever could just by by familiarity, right? Mm -hmm. Like the love of the world is love is surface level love. It's based yeah. on experience. Yeah, feelings. It's based on the feelings of like how we've interacted. Mm -hmm. It's based on familiarity sometimes. It's yeah. just like, hey, these are the people I've done life with. Yep. This is my family. Yeah. And so that spiritual DNA, which really is the spirit of God, yeah. um, is something that can give us relationships closer than any other. Mm -hmm. And I think as Christians, that's how we're supposed to disciple people. We're supposed to love yeah. them like our own brothers, mm -hmm. sisters, sons, daughters. Yeah moms, dads, that kind of thing. Yeah. When I think of the people who have impacted my life, it's the people that did that. The people that were not in my earthly family, but were in my church family that went out of their way to know me, to love me and to speak into my life. And I think they, they did that in different seasons at different times. But the main thing was that I knew that they loved me and they cared about me. Totally. It wasn't that we were the exact same people. Well, and I, I, an example where I see that a lot in our church is through growth groups. I mm -hmm. mean, we've seen it in our own growth groups, yep. Um, yep. but also I hear about it all the time is like growth groups starting to do life together, starting yep. to like celebrate each other's birthdays yep. and, and celebrate each other's promotions at work. Yeah. And, you know, when they get, you know, get to move into a new home or, or have a baby, all those things, it's not just their biological family that they may or may not mm -hmm. have. Mm -hmm. It's their spiritual family. Yeah. And even for our kids, they're like starting to think about um, other moms and dads from our growth group as their aunts and uncles. It's beautiful. And yeah. that's a healthy thing, yeah. you know, and they definitely have some spiritual grandmas and grandpas yeah. in our church who love on them yeah. like they're their own grandkids. And I think that that is a special thing. Um, that happens, and and I'm grateful that Sound Life Church mm -hmm. exemplifies that in a lot of areas yeah. already. And not just those wonderful things that you just explained, but the hard things, yeah, right? Like that's true. Someone in our growth group just um, lost a family member, you know, and to be able to grieve, to mourn with those who mourn, and carry those burdens. I mean, even our kids, right? Praying over those family members and that situation, it's just um, really special because that's real life. Like, and if we don't, if we don't. Uh, let them experience real life, then they're missing out, right? Yeah. We don't get to disciple them in those tough moments. So. Yeah. 
deeper than DNA. I love that saying. Yeah. And we get the opportunity to live that out. I love how you talked about how um, you just said that the spirit of God helps us. The, the word of God says the, the, the spirit helps us in our weaknesses so that we know how to become like Christ. And we don't have to have it all yeah. perfect. Yeah. Obviously, submitting to our Heavenly Father when he shapes us, disciplines us, corrects us, encourages us, often through his word first and foremost, mm-hmm. but sometimes as he leads us through the experiences of life, that's how we learn mm-hmm. his love and how to love that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have to express that to human relationships. And that's, you know, that's one of our values at Sound Life is mm-hmm. being family. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's a challenge, right? Yep. And no family's perfect. Yep. Um, and, and family has to work through tough times together sometimes mm-hmm. if they're going to stay a family. You know, you mm-hmm. have to persevere through through difficult moments. I was talking to two um, women in our church that have been a part of Sound Life a really long time. And they talked about there were moments when it would have been easier to leave the church. Yeah. You know, moments when relational conflict made things mm-hmm. awkward mm-hmm. or... Um, you know, a past leadership decision, uh, you know, didn't go the way they thought it should go. And there were moments where they were like, man, we, sh- we want to go find another church. Mm-hmm. And yet they were like, no, this is family. We're going to stick through wow. this season. Wow. And that now they're so glad they did. They're reaping the benefits of that community. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the, the core of that family has to be the word of God, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if that changes, that, then you find another family. Absolutely. But if it's built on the word, you're not always going to love everything, feel loved by everyone, mm-hmm. or agree with every decision, but family can be good in spite of that. Yeah. Right? I wonder what helped them stay in, you know, what helped them. Well, I think they, they took a... it to prayer. I think they took it to prayer and didn't feel at peace about leaving, mm. even though in their, their practical kind of flesh, they didn't necessarily feel great about staying. Yeah. In their spirit, they didn't feel good about leaving, and so they stuck it through. And Yeah. Um, I think that that's, you know, a pretty cool, pretty yeah, cool thing. That's really cool. Um, another question I thought I would bring up to you is why does masculinity get such a bad rap in our culture and this day and age? You know, why, why does masculinity get such a bad rap? Well, I mean, it's not, <clears throat> we shouldn't be surprised by it because in Genesis three, after the first sin, mm-hmm. one of the results of sin was that the harmony intended between male and female um and not just husband and wife but male and female expressions in community and society that we often don't even think about Mm -hmm. god said that because of sin there was going to be this vying for power between the genders and Mm -hmm. we've seen that in western civilization um and in many ways we've seen that throughout history and and not surprisingly what often wins the conversation is just pure brute strength Mm. right (laughs) physical strength and and even that's alluded to there in the genesis 3 kind of repercussions of sin Mm -hmm. that um um that that men are going to rule over wives and women and and that that wasn't the goal that's not the way the relationship is supposed to take Mm -hmm. place now there's a lot in scripture that speaks to male authority Mm -hmm. uh in the family in the nuclear family um but it's not authority that's meant to be used to rule. And yeah. that's one of the, the fallouts of sin is that patriarchal societies um, all the way down to just like domestic violence, often men are perpetrators using their strength physically or mm-hmm. emotionally to rule mm-hmm. over women and children. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that, that would, that's been referred to or versions of that have been referred to as toxic 
masculinity. I think sometimes that that and those things are toxic, right? When, yeah. When we're just using power to yep. like get our way with other people, it doesn't matter if you're male or female. Yeah. That's toxic. Yeah. Um, I I think unfortunately what that started to overlap with is just some of the things that are natural to men. I mean, core to the biology of men is just a greater level of testosterone, which is great if you um, do physical labor. You want testosterone. It builds muscle. It's great if you are in charge of defending or fighting for your family or your nation because testosterone fuels um, even healthy levels of fight or flight and aggression and things like that. It's when those things are applied to the people you're supposed to love and protect that it can become very damaging, right? So I think we've started to say, man, all masculinity is toxic. Mm -hmm. That's the impression we sometimes get. Mm -hmm. And that's just so not true. And I think what we're seeing is a generation of of boys and young men that have grown up with no definition of masculinity that's acceptable Mm -hmm. in our society. Yeah. Um, and that is really harmful to them. Mm-hmm. It's really harmful to the communities that mm-hmm. we need their masculinity to be expressed in in healthy ways. Yeah. So I think that's why that happens. Yeah, I think it's cool how you broke down what the Lord commanded. You talked about um, Genesis 2.15 being the purpose statement for masculinity, and you broke it into tend, um, tend and watch over, right? You talked about how it's like hardworking, but it's being a hard worker for someone else yeah. and then to watch over to protect and defend someone else. I think it gets focused on protecting and defending self, mm-hmm. which becomes that broken toxic masculinity or hardworking for self. Yeah. And it gets so focused around self that then it becomes toxic yeah. rather than this beautiful form of masculinity that God designed it to be. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that scripture speaks to, um, those things repeatedly. I mean, the same two words are used in the context of the priesthood to illustrate like how priests, which in that season of history, all of the priests were men. And um, the priests were expected to be both cultivators and guardians, gardeners and guardians Mm -hmm. of really the culture that God handed down through his word to the nation of Israel, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that, that they were supposed to use, whether it was their physical strength or whatever else, um, to garden and to guard, to cultivate and protect the expressions of God's word that were meant for the flourishing of Israel mm-hmm. in his presence and mm-hmm. meant for them to access the life-giving God. The priests were in charge of that. Um, but that's also where we get the idea of like being priests of your home, that husbands and fathers are meant to mm-hmm. demonstrate that kind of priestly ministry in their home. Mm-hmm. And what would, woman wouldn't want that? I mean, we want to be protected. We want to have someone take care of us and provide. Um, but then I guess probably what the problem is that then women get prideful in and of themselves and think they don't need it, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely toxic versions of masculinity and femininity. Absolutely. Right? And I Absolutely. think anytime that one is trying to rule over the other, um, mm-hmm. that is that should be an indicator to us. Oh, this is... This is sin taking mm-hmm. the lead here. When they are okay with themselves and supportive of mm-hmm. the other, that's usually a healthy relationship yeah. in any setting, right? Yeah. Um, when you have to like beat down the opposite to raise yourself up, Yeah. that's just a form of brokenness, right? Yeah, like, and that's how our culture handles problems, right? It's like if we want to bring healing to um, 
what often in Western civilization, like men were ruling over women, often in unhealthy ways, we try to bring bring health to that by saying, now we're going to raise women up, give, and, give them and even make them do everything men did and mm-hmm. just beat down masculinity. Well, yeah. that that's not causing, that's not bringing health. Right. That's bringing just like a, a retri- retribution, <laughs> right? That's bringing a, a different kind of brokenness. brokenness. And we do the same things with race, right? Mm-hmm. We say like one race oppressed another. So now we need to turn around and make that race yeah. the evil enemy. Yeah. And that's not unity. That's Mm-mm. not healing. That's Mm-mm. not wholeness. Yeah. That's not mutual love. Yeah. And that's the goal is mutual love and support. Even yeah. though, even though especially in gender, there are different things that we bring to the table. Yeah. And why can't we just celebrate that? Why can't we just celebrate the differences? Yeah, the, the next question I had was, how can we do better? How can we do a better job at celebrating the unique God-given qualities in our genders? Well, I think it's interesting that God calls Adam to cultivate and protect and then creates Eve. Right. One, because he says, hey, it's not good for this guy to try to do what I've called him to do by himself. So there's parts of those things that Eve is going to be better at than Adam, for one. Um and, and secondly, uh, I think that what we see even in other passages where this often gets portrayed first in the home, but I think the things that we see in the home, we should also expect to demonstrate in society. What do we see in Ephesians 5? We see, one, they submit to one another in certain things, but also there is, there is a, a submission of wives to husbands mm-hmm. um, that is unique from husbands loving their wives talks about husbands washing their wives in the water of the word um you know meaning that that's a cultivating type of thing that's helping your wife to like live in the the pure and healthy state of being shaped by the word of god um and and so i think that there's an element there where the husband is supposed to be supporting and nurturing the wife isn't that an interesting Hmm. concept um in p in first peter First Peter challenges both wives and husbands with separate things, but one of the things it says to the to the husbands is husbands, you you need to give honor to your wives. You need to treat your wife with understanding. And it says, she may be weaker than you are. That's a physical word there. She may be physically weaker than you are, but she is your equal in God's gift of new life. Hmm. Um treat her as you should, <laughs> right? Now that's right after he told wives, hey wives, you need to accept the authority of your husbands. Hmm. That's an interesting thing. I mean, yeah. I mean, and it it's never speaks to that men are more intelligent or talented or any of those things. So what we have to understand is that sometimes God sets up structures in society that maybe aren't our favorite, you know, whether that's government, whether that's family, mm-hmm. um, whether that's God being the authority, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and we're supposed to accept that. Now, in our society, we don't like the idea of any authority being over us, right? <laughs> True. And, and we've grown up with that. Like, mm-hmm. nobody should tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. So that's a hard pill for women in our culture to swallow, I think. Yeah. Um, but it is it is a biblical thing. But look at the husband stuff. Husbands, give honor to your wives. Treat them with understanding. They are your equal partner in God's gift of, of life. Hmm. Um, you know, so... I think what wise and godly husbands do is if my wife is talented or passionate or gifted in a certain area, it's my job to cultivate and protect 
her gifts and her talents. Hmm. It's my job to help her achieve what God created her to achieve. Mm-hmm. It's my job to use whatever strength God has given me. Yeah. Um, and often physical strength is the only area of, of real superiority between men and women. Um, and I don't know that, you know, superiority sounds like a harsh word. I don't know if I like that. But, <laughs> um, you know, the point is that men are supposed to use their strength to serve yeah. God and people. Yeah. And that w- men have this sense of responsibility to God, mm-hmm. this authority that comes from God, that they are responsible to God for how they use it. Wow. And women are meant to live in the freedom of being cared for and nurtured and mm-hmm. elevated and honored and not have to fight for those things for themselves. Mm-hmm. And that should be true in the home. It should be true in the church. It should be true in community. And so a lot of times we wrestle over, I mean, there's even this recent argument in one denomination over whether men, women can be uh, pastors, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I understand that. I understand some of the scriptures that make that a tough discussion. I appreciate them really trying to study the word well. Yeah. But I think there is a way in which we say, you know, one of the scriptures says women, I do not permit women to take authority over a man. And that word is a unique Greek word. It, 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 it um, has a connotation of real harsh authority. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think Paul's limiting women just like using abuse of authority yeah, over men in a culture in Ephesus where that was likely to happen. Mm-hmm. But does that really mean that that men can't elevate women into healthy, gifted positions of leadership? Right. I, I don't think. Personally, I don't think yeah. so. And yeah. I'm not calling anybody out because no. I understand the biblical arguments there. But that's the point. Is I think that there's supposed to be this mutual thing of men using authority and women respecting authority, especially in the home. Mm-hmm. How that works out in community can look like a lot of different things um, and in, in industry and in the marketplace. Yeah. Um. And men using that authority to elevate and honor women. Doesn't yeah. that sound a lot better than us fighting with each other totally. for power? It's a whole lot more fun. And here's how. Here's why I believe that that is so critical. Because the point of men and women and husbands and wives is to reflect a God yes. that we cannot comprehend. Yeah. Yeah. And the New Testament teaches us that mm-hmm. men have been given the, the, the honor and responsibility of trying to represent Christ mm-hmm. in the male-female dynamic. Mm-hmm. And women have been given the honor and the responsibility of representing humanity in Mm. the male-female dynamic. Interesting. So one of us represents the groom in the heavenly marriage, and one of us represents the bride in the heavenly marriage. Hmm. And our positions in the, the authority of Scripture and the structures of Scripture have nothing to do with our value. It's that we are playing roles on the stage of creation that are meant to represent something about God that the world desperately needs to see. Wow. So sometimes... When is that ever taught on? It's not, (laughs) because we don't like it in our society, but sometimes it takes a woman of incredible strength Mm -hmm. to submit to a flawed husband. Mm -hmm. And yet when she does that, it is a divine picture. Yeah. Right? Yep. Sometimes it takes a really godly husband to keep loving a wife who's not receiving or wanting that love. Mm-hmm. And that is a beautiful and divine picture of the way G- the way Jesus loves us. Wow. And so this isn't about power structures. Authority in scripture is not about Control. who gets to be in charge mm-hmm. and, and control and getting your way. 
It's about what is your role mm-hmm. in serving the way Jesus serves. Yeah, and we always go to that, right? That's like our natural bent. Who's in charge? Who's in control? Who has the power? And whoever has the power has the cards. <laughs> yep. And leadership in Scripture is always about who should serve most. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's why Jesus came yeah. and went to the cross for all of us. Yeah. And then Jesus gives leaders to the church who are supposed to lay down their, their lives. lives for the yeah. church. Right? And then... He, yeah, sure, he gave husbands a little more physical strength than women mm-hmm. so that they can work harder than anybody in the family. Yeah, wow. Right? Yeah. So, And yeah. to clear the air, because you said in one of the services that I could beat you in arm wrestle, I just want everyone to know that's not true. Let's do it right here. I mean, I'm trying I'm to get stronger, kidding. but you are way stronger. Well... Let's hope because, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. That's that's a that's a thing that I think most men would be like, I hope I can be a little stronger than my <laughs> Well, wife, Ephesians but. 5, to your point, 521 says, and further submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So all of this doesn't even have to do with each other, although that's important. The most important part is that we seek to honor Jesus. Yeah. And that we recognize that everything that we do and say is yeah. seen and heard and known by him. And also that the world... The scripture says in John that they'll they'll know that we love Jesus by how we love one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just want women to know my perspective of these kind of different authority structures and the role of men and healthy masculinity in no way uh, limits the ability of women to influence the world, to use leadership gifts and talents and passions. I think that men are supposed to elevate those things and, and women are supposed to allow men to elevate and celebrate mm-hmm. them and not not say, hey, I don't need you. I did this on yeah. my... Anytime yeah. we're trying to say I did this on yeah. my own, that's a very that's a very sin nature, yeah. like Adam and Eve trying to do life without God kind yeah. of a mode. Yeah. We do that to each other. We do that to God. And so I just think women's gifts are supposed to be uh, exercised in the world. But there is this male-female female dynamic that when we... Um, serve one another and respect one another well, Mm -hmm. it not only builds beautiful marriages and beautiful families, it builds beautiful communities and societies, right? And that's what Sound Life Church is all about. That's what we want to do. Yeah. And men should hold other men accountable to that. Like if they see men being Mm -hmm. jerks and and toxic masculinity, men should hold them accountable. And women, right? Women holding women accountable. Like we don't want to be feministic, um, control-seeking power mongers, you know, like just to prove a point. No, no, no. We want to love and respect and honor and we want to celebrate masculinity, in a way that honors Jesus totally. and honors our brothers. Totally. I mean, guys, there's this weird weakness that guys have. They need women to believe in them. Yeah. It's this weird thing. I think it's part of God's um, design. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, God said pretty close after he created Adam, commissioned Adam. They, mm-hmm. they went through naming all the animals. You know, in that in that same passage, God's like, it's not good for this guy to be alone. Yeah. And, and he needs who knows all of what God was speaking to. Um, but God knew where he wanted to go with it. Yeah. And so he creates woman out of the side of man. It's a companionship. It's mm-hmm. a side-by-side relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not meant to be a two-headed monster, <laughs> right? And that's where there's still some, in the marriage and family at the very least, there's still some some God saying, hey, men, you're responsible. Mm-hmm. And, and ladies... Um, do your best to follow your husband's lead mm-hmm. and speak into that. Yeah. Have a voice in that. Yeah. Um, but have you ever tried to like How we do have that. two people <laughs> side by side leading? Yeah. I mean, you and I have had that situation where we're like walking through a store, walking through yeah. the mall, holding hands. 
And then if we both have different ideas of which part of the store we're going to go through first, what happens? We it, we both go move different directions and it pulls our handhold apart. Yeah. Whereas there's kind of this idea of like, hey, Jeanette, where, where do you need to go in the store? Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to go here in the store. Mm-hmm. And, and you say, awesome. Well, as long as we get everywhere in the store that we both want to go, you lead you lead the walk through the store, mm-hmm. right? And then your mm-hmm. job is to like, hey, stay close with me yeah, and and help me find on the shelf what <laughs> what we're looking for. And, and then I'm like, hey. We're sometimes we're really good at that. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. Sometimes we're not. But, you know, that's just an illustration <laughs> of how. It's a great illustration. And then what does that look like in the workplace? Yeah. Like how do we bring out each other's and right. celebrate each other's best yeah. contributions? Yep. Um, and we could talk all day and long not worry about, about the gender, right? Like, it's like, if he's really good at this, let him, let him do that. If she's really good at that, let her do that. Like see the uniqueness, see the differences and yeah, or and, celebrate, worry about the gender, but worry about celebrating it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, this is something that in gen, in general mm-hmm. on the gender spectrum, men, men tend to be mm-hmm. a little better than that. And, and in general, yeah. women tend to be better than yeah. that. Now we, we don't want to stereotype in that gender spectrum I'm, I'm speaking to is not multiple genders. It's just that there are overlapping gifts and talents that move towards extremes with each gender. Yep. Um, and you can, you know, there's books that talk about the brain science of that. Yeah. So within the two genders. Yeah. And they're, but when you know somebody, like gifts, when you work with overlap. someone and you're in family with them, like you know what they're good at, right? Like you, because you know them, because you love them, because you care about them. So yeah. you can celebrate, you can see, and you can put them in positions to be successful. Yeah. Well, we should wrap up this episode. And I just, you know, I just want to thank our church for, you know, trust in the Lord and walking together. I mean, the last few years in our society have been very controversial on so many topics. And masculinity, femininity is one of those. And so we need to keep walking this out together. There's things that our society needs us to figure out. I don't have it all figured out how the male-female combo best represents God. But I know it's in God's word. So there's a way. And his spirit's going to lead us. Um, But for all of you, as you kind of consider this, as you work this out in your your families and your workplaces, I just want to remind you how we like to, to wrap up every week that um, the words of Colossians 3.17, that whatever you say, whatever you do, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. So, you know, these are issues that can bring out all sorts of different emotions, different hard moments in our past, sometimes mistakes we made or things mm-hmm. other people did to us. So bring it back to... God the Father loves you. Mm-hmm. He's adopted you into his family and you represent his son Jesus to the world. So let's let's focus on that and not on just getting our way or our preferences and I think the Lord will the Lord will take it from there. So we love you Sound so Life Church and uh, we look forward to taking this journey with you. We'll see you next week.